Subhanallah, I think um, it's crazy how fast time flies, right? Ramadan feels like it was just so recently, and here we are already in Dhul Hijjah, and on to the next Eid, inshallah. So today we are two days into Dhul Hijjah by the time I'm recording this, and so we're just going to really quickly share some really important sunnahs to follow in these days to get the most reward, the most benefit, the most forgiveness, the most of everything. We're going to kind of 10x it for us and try to make the most of these days because, as we know, they are precious, and they will go fast as well. So let's do it. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, on topics of love, relationships, parenting, life hacks, and organization. We have a ton coming through, and I'm really excited to be with you guys during these precious days. And let's just renew our intention, even for this podcast, even for this podcast, to just take reward for every moment we're taking a step towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and um, correcting our affairs, asking for our affairs to be corrected and just doing the best to become the next level of ourself to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the dunya and the akhirah. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. So in these days, many people are doing many things and you might be a person who just needs a quick reminder. It might be your first Dhul-Hijjah as a revert. It could be anything, right? And at the end of the day, most of what the Prophet, peace be upon him, did was give reminders. And um, in the spirit of that, I will give you just one or two now before I start because I'm going to kind of jam pack it full of things that you can do. I'm going to make them super reasonable, super easy, um, and yet the small things you can do that will have the most benefit, inshallah, right before I want to do, I want to give you a reminder, all the women who are inside of Thrive Muslimah, we're going to have a self-care summer, and I'm very, very excited about that because I think we all need to wind down a little bit and take care of ourselves. And because of that, you're going to see so many lives that come on inside of um, Thrive Muslimah. That's the global community we have. And I just want to remind the women, because I know life gets busy, to take care of yourself. And if you're not good at taking care of yourself, we're going to help you out. We have dermatologists coming on for like skincare help, for hair, for um, nutrition. We have people um, coming to speak to you about stress reduction, how to get exercise in when you don't want to. We have so many things that are all about afia, which are wellness and taking care of you. So just a reminder to everyone listening to the podcast to take care of yourself. And for the sisters that are in Thrive Muslima, that we are going to be supporting you through that all summer. So do check the live schedule. Maybe within the next day or two, we'll have everything up. Excited to be spending this time with you. And also with the Hijjah, we have a huge challenge happening inside of Thrive Muslima. Um, obviously, the great reward is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we're also giving away gift cards and things. And what sisters are doing is they're sharing pictures of their day. Today, I went to the park and I fed um, the birds with my son for the sake of Allah. Like little things like that love it. And um, sisters are sharing their favorite apps that they're reading da'as from and encourage each other to khair. We're kind of racing to Jannah. So even if you're not in Thrive Muslim with us, um, you're obviously always welcome. You can DM me on Instagram to uh, to find out more. But the truth is for yourself, I want you to race to Jannah. And that's what I'm hoping this podcast can be. It can be a race to Jannah, inshallah. And if you, lastly, if you do love and support what we do, um, one opportunity that you can have is if to support other women who um, need help growing and thriving and who want to learn. Um, our goal is to reach women in every country. 
so that we can help every woman regardless of status. And so we want to give a lot of things away to women in countries where they cannot in any way um, usually join our classes and courses and things. We want to give a lot away. So if you want to sponsor sisters, you want to help sisters out, and that wants to be your good deed for the Hajjah, I'll put a link below in the show notes, okay? All right, so some sunnahs to follow. Now, the, like, let me give the, the classic reminders obviously first that we hear um, from the prophet peace be upon him and from the quran the first 10 days of the hijjah are obviously the most virtuous of the year in which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed the ummah with these opportunities to multiply reward so i want you to understand is when you're doing any small thing it is multiplied more than outside of these 10 days so if, if anything it's just like oh my gosh we have to be silly not to do things in these months right so by the dawn by the 10 nights in the the quran says in 89 1 ayah 1 to 2 and allah also reminds us in the quran uh, remember allah during these appointed days and that is in surah 2 uh, ayah 203 and then the famous um, hadith which is therefore we should increase our acts of worships in the sacred time where the prophet peace be upon him said there are no deeds in which righteous days excuse me in which righteous deeds are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than these 10 days now many people think oh it's the last 10 nights of Ramadan but it's clear that um, these 10 days are the best of the year and it's kind of crazy right because we put our mind that Ramadan Ramadan that's when I'm gonna go strong um, and then <clears throat> these days often get neglected and ironically Allah is calling them out as the best so little wake-up call reminder to us that we really should be doing things right now. Now, here's the thing, and here's where I want to throw in my two cents of reality. Um, just yesterday, which was the first day, it probably had to be my most difficult day ever. <laughs> you know, I had another sister, and we were working on the team together, and her too. It was like super challenging day. I think everything that could have gone wrong. Um, our schedule was packed and that's why you don't see me on Instagram as much like sharing my every day because, um, <clears throat> excuse me, by the time I'm done doing classes and meetings, we have so many meetings because we're growing so, so fast here at Mindful Wissama. And so like by the time I do that, I need to go into my real life where I'm interacting with my children on a real level. I'm not just like posting everything. So before I had a bit more free time, soon I will. By the way, I'm traveling to Egypt and um, Morocco maybe. And so I'll be sharing that journey with you on Instagram. Uh, we're leaving in August. Look forward to that. Um, we, when we come back, we're going to do a challenge for married women when we come back. We're excited too. But the reason I wanted to jump in here and tell you about my day yesterday is because I want you to hear me out. You're thinking these 10 days are going to be like, oh, you know, like we're all blessed. You know, the angels come down, the clouds are parting. They're going to be super stress-free days. Remember Ramadan, <laughs> remember Ramadan where um, it was a bit challenging, right? But you had to push through. The Hijjah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also testing us. He's also pushing us. Who's going to really take advantage of these 10 days? So don't expect your days to be easy, is my point. Expect them to be challenging. Expect them to be stressful. I had to, in the middle of my day yesterday, literally just stop. It's like, everybody stop. I just need a break. Breathe. Say to myself, these are the days of the Hijjah. Remember, remind yourself to respond to the stress better than ever. Remind yourself. So this is my first reminder. Okay, I'm going to sneak this in as my bonus reminder, additional reminder. Don't expect the days to be easy. Continuously pause yourself and say, 
Alhamdulillah for these days. Ya Allah, make me to make the best of these days. Even if it's not easy, ya Allah, make it easy. Make it easy for me to, to use this time wisely. And if you feel stressed out in these days, understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is separating those who are serious from those who are not serious. This is just part of your abdila. And there is ikhlas he's looking for, sincerity. He's looking for your sincerity. And the real, real believers will push through when it's hard, remind themselves, slow down, have patience, all that good stuff. So my number one reminder is like, don't expect this to be a breeze, right? I'm not saying it's going to be super hard, easy, but I, I just didn't want you to have this like unrealistic, like, oh, 10 days is going to be amazing. So that, you know, I, I didn't want it just to be really like, be real about what these 10 days are. It's like a mini boot camp. Like if you forgot about Ramadan and the stress and struggle of Ramadan, but the immense barakah and reward, I mean, how many people, if you have you celebrated Ramadan, it was great for you. And alhamdulillah, it felt like such peace in your heart, right? That's this, that's this time. We can have it again in these ways where we can get close to Allah by really just shedding our bad deeds. So we're going to talk more about what we can do, but that was kind of like my first low-key bonus tip, which was, don't expect it to be some Hollywood experience. We're talking about real life. And so there should be a lot of um, happening. <laughs> there should be a lot of Oh Allah, forgive me, help me. There should be a lot of mini dot. Uh, what I suggest, my suggestion number two, is find at least two or three da'at that you can just say them regularly. They're super, super short. Like literally, you could like get in the car, say them, start to drive, say them, you know, walk into the doctor's office, walk into work, say them. Like I used to keep them on a piece of paper and put them in my pocket or put them in my purse. I mean, now we don't do that anymore, right? Now we have a phone. You can put them on your lock screen. That's, I currently have da'as on my lock screen. So like, there's no excuse. Every time I go to pick up my phone, I'm like, no opening the phone unless you've said that da'at. You know, like for anything. So it's it's a good way to pause yourself. That's a quick hack. That's my that's my Durhijjah hack. It's my Ramadan hack too, kind of. I didn't think I mentioned Ramadan, but I, I, I might have. I, I do it all the time. All Ramadan. The first 10 days I had um, dua on my phone, on the lock screen. And before I opened the phone, I say the dua. It's a good way. Think about how many times you pick up your phone in a day. Come on. That's an awesome way to get dua right away, Right? So you put it on the lock screen. What I did was like I took a picture of a set of, of um, da'a. And I think it was just like from different places. Or I might have had one and I switched it out every couple of days. Like however you want. Whatever is easy. Just do whatever is easy. And getting a lock screen. And then when you go to pick up the phone, you say it. Boom. I said it. How many times do we pick up our phone? Some people, they say 100 times a day. Great. You just said 100 da'a. Like you get me? Make Ibadah easy. Make it easy. How easy is that? If I'm naturally gravitating toward my phone, put the dua right there. Not even in the phone. Don't even make yourself go through your notes to get it. Don't even make yourself go to the app to get it. Because you know we're, we're going to end up getting lost onto another app. TikTok, Facebook, you know, whatever it is. Instagram, YouTube. Go straight to put it on your lock phone. That's my one I have right now. Alhamdulillah. So number three, dhikr. And you know, this is something like the the act of dhikr right now, everybody in Makkah, they're making a lot of dhikr, right? And so like saying these traditional things, the Eid Takbir is an example of dhikr, right? That ticks all the boxes. You have tahleel, takbir, and tahmid. And so 
there are no 10 days greater. We should be making a lot. So here's an easy one that you can do without having to memorize a lot of stuff. The subhanallah 33 times, alhamdulillah 33 times, Allahu Akbar 34 times. So we can say these over, 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 over right after the daily prayers. So right before you pick yourself off the mat, do the one where you touch your fingers, you know, subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. Just do right there. Very easy. Okay? Reciting subhanallah bihamdi, right, a hundred times will wipe away sins no matter how burdensome they are. They're simple, small, teeny weeny things like this, like the lock screen, like, like this one, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu akbar. How easy are these, right? Subhanallah, bihamdi. So it's very easy. And in the first couple days of the hijjah, um, you know, if you are unable to fast the nine days, okay, at least fast, try to fast if you're able, of course, the day of Arafah is the best day you can fast. But if you can fast some of the other days, it's good. Why? Because we said the, the, um, the, the reward is multiplied, right? The reward is multiplied. Okay, alhamdulillah. So like Laytul Qadr, we should spend these days seeking forgiveness, and kind of availing ourselves of Allah's mercy on this day. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, it expiates for the day of Arafah, fasting on the day of Arafah, it expiates the sins of the past year and the coming year. Guys, I want to tell you something about the day of Arafah. It's the day before Eid, right? It's the day before Eid. So people want to know what day is that this year. Um, Imfid, they had a really awesome calendar. I put it up. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Imfid. I think the day of Arafah is on July 8th this year because it will be the ninth day of the Hijjah. I know that sounds so tricky, right? July 8th, mark your calendar, put intention right now that if you cannot get yourself to fast any of the other days, do not miss this day. Make intention now, okay? And this is what we do. Even my husband, we will be probably traveling on this day because <clears throat> we will we will take the kids to another state for Eid. We're thinking to pray in um, another state, and sometimes we do that. Forgive me, guys. I was losing my voice. Um, so, you know, I know we plan for the resorts. We plan for the Eid prayers. We plan for the outfits. How many people are, like, shopping for their Eid outfit right now, right? I see you, <laughs> right? As much as you're making the intention for that amazing outfit or that amazing trip or break or can't wait to have off or whatever it is, please put the same niya and intention for the day of Arafah. This is so important. This is the day where you're in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, making so much istighfar. And if you're making that forgiveness while you're fasting, what? That is so much opportunity and reward. It is like, I don't want to call names guys, but like we are losers if we miss this. Allah is like, I'm going to give you one shot the year before, year after, all the forgiveness. Right now, maybe you're struggling with something in your life right now. How much do you need the help of Allah? And then ask yourself that. How much do you need Allah's help? Raising your hand, yes, me. Yeah, I, I need the help of Allah. Of course I do. I know I do. But then ask yourself, how, what are we doing to do anything better than we're doing right now to get it? You know, Allah just naturally is merciful, but... If we're fair and we really want the help, we should also be doing something. So this is something. The other one is reciting Quran. Now, here's the thing. Everybody knows to recite Quran, but do we actually do it? So again, let's make it easy for you. Let's make it easy. So what I usually do is we have apps and stuff. Sometimes we open them. Sometimes we don't open them. But here's, here's some hacks that I have right now going on. I have the Quran 
not on a shelf and not in a basket. I normally will have it in a basket behind me or something like that. And I'll put, no, I have it right out on the table. Every time I walk by, it's right there. It is it is evident. I also have time carved out in the morning that before I do anything, I should say something. Now I have my ruling that I tell you guys that I do all the time, which is at least one ayat a day. If you guys have seen my morning routine, maybe I'll try to um, put it below. But the truth is, if you have a set time every day for something like a date, right? You have a date. This is the time you have to go to work. If you have to go to work uh, at 9, 9 a.m., this is a pretty set time. Yes? Okay, we have to have the same set time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have Quran 6 a.m. Quran 6 a.m. Quran 6 a.m. What am I doing at, at 6 a.m.? Quran. What am I doing tomorrow? Quran. <laughs> you get me? It's not like, oh, I'll try to fit that in today. That doesn't happen. That's so that's so unrealistic and not happening. Yes or no, ladies? Yes? You're alone in the car. You're alone in the kitchen. Talk to me. Yes or no? Does that really work? No. It, it's like anything else in life. I say I'm going to do that appointment. I say I'm going to get that thing done. It just gets pushed off till tomorrow. Like, for example, right now, I'm staring out my, my window of my house into the weeds all around the perimeter of my thing. You know how many days my husband are like, yeah, we're going to get to that this week. But we didn't set a date. So I was looking at it the other day because it's just like, it's like low on my totem pole of priorities, right? I have a million other things more important. But I said to my husband, okay, you know, we keep saying we're going to do the weeds, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, when are we doing that? He's like, this week. I'm like, okay, it's Friday. <laughs> We've been saying this week since Monday. When are we doing those weeds? He's like, yeah. Hmm. I go, what about Sunday? Can we block out Sunday from this time to this time? Agreed. And he's like, yes. And we agreed. And that's it. It's kind of like that. Like you have to set the time and date as a solid. You can't say, oh, inshallah, I'm going to do that. This These days of the hijjah, I'm going to read more Quran. Please don't do that. No one's going to do that. You need to go and put it in your schedule right now. Like the same thing I said with the day of Arafah. It is blocked out on my calendar. I'm staring up at it at the wall of my bedroom right now. I could see it. It says day of Arafah, this day xed out i'm doing this i'm fasting and for us of course we always do this we're always like traveling the day before Eid to get to the place where we're going for the Eid prayer so it's always extra challenging because whenever i do a, like a, a drive with my kids in the car i want to have my coffee i want to have my snacks i want to stop off and you know like i can't do any of that so i said subhanallah let me change my mental mood let me not feel like that is a sad thing let me say instead the car will not be full of snacks. The car will be full of barakah. I'm switching out the snacks for barakah. I'm switching out the coffee for barakah. I'm switching out the, the, the day full of focusing on food for the food for my soul that I so desperately need. Make the mental shift now. Otherwise, you do it the day, night before, and you don't really feel like fasting. And fasting is not as easy outside of Ramadan. You won't do it. Okay? So that's just like my bonus two cents. Lastly, um... Other than praying the night prayers, which I think should be a given, we should be trying to increase. Right now, after every single salah, my husband and I, we do an extra two rakah normally or something. We've increased it to making more, like four. or so. We just try to get in as many as possible. And in the night time, we will do the most. It's the most challenging right now, to be honest, over here in the summer. Anybody else is in the U.S.? And I think in the U.K., you have a similar... It is so late. It is so late. The Isha prayer, it is so challenging. May Allah make it easy. So if that's too hard for you, try your best to do right before the, the Fajr prayer, even if you can do Turaqa. Even if you can do its best. May Allah make it easy for all of us. Amin, Rabbil Alameen. And lastly, um, is to give sadaqa. A lot of us, we think that we're withholding. And you know, it's funny. My husband this year, I was talking to him. I said, you know what? I noticed that you're financially the most stable you've been 
in a while. Usually my husband, like every man, is always worried about money. You know, oh, do I have enough money to pay for this and this? And my husband is not worried about paying money for like all the bills as much as he's always trying to save. You know, as you get a certain age, you start to say to yourself, hey, you know, Allah forbid something happens. Something happens to me. Is my family taken care of and this and that? So while some people are, yeah, trying to make the cut, pay the bills, and some people don't have to worry about anything. They live with their parents, right? But you still be should be engaged in sadaqah 100%. The point is, um, you know, at the end of the day, we should be having some type of a cushion if possible. So what my husband was stressed about in the past, in the years past, he didn't ever have money to give sadaqah because we were always like just making it by, right? That's the way we always were. So what we did in the past years more than ever is even though we didn't have money, we gave it anyway. And I know that sounds like a crazy radical, like irresponsible act. But the prophet, peace be upon him, he encourages us that this is going, that going to fulfill the need of your brother is better for you than performing hajj. And Hassan al-Basri, he reminded us of that, excuse me, Hassan al-Basri. So helping our brothers in need, it really, really helps. And the prophet, peace be upon him, he used to remind us of the immense barakah in that like Allah, if you give him something, Allah will give you back tenfold. So what my husband has been doing in the past years, I've been watching him because this year I could really see the ease on his face. Usually, you know, you see like the the wrinkles in the forehead from the thinking and the calculations and the math. I always joke around with him. I'm always like, are steam coming out of your ears right now? I can see you adding. And he's always like, stop it. And I'm like, you're adding, aren't you? And he's like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, alhamdulillah. so the point is he has had so much more ease in the past couple of years. I'm like, can I ask you a question? I said this year are you giving extra sadaqah? And he smiles. He's like, yes, I'd be giving the most I ever gave. And this is the most easy financial year in my life. Subhanallah. So I want to tell you something. The shaitan scares us from giving. Oh, but you have this thing. Oh, but you have this thing. And oftentimes we often withhold sadaqah, but then we buy Starbucks, right? We buy something from Zara's. Like we, we just buy nonsense. But then when it comes to that $10 donation sadaqah, we're like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. We're very hypocritical as human beings. Like, let's just be really real about that. But on top of that, we're denying ourselves all of this barakah, like exactly what my husband is experiencing and myself too. Like, we just we just don't have it. We don't know if we're going to have it next month, but we're like, Ya Allah, I give, this is how my du'a goes, usually like this. Ya Allah, I don't know where I'm going to get this money from to pay my bills, but I'm trusting you and you said your promise is true and you're the most tr- truthful that if I give this, you will give it back tenfold. So I know my brother and my sister need it. I know this person can benefit from it. I want to sponsor this person. I want to help this person learn whatever it is. Please, Ya Allah, put it back for me and more so that I can have ease in my life and bring ease to the life of the person who receives it. I make dua for both of us and I beg Allah to give it back to me so that I can pay my bills. And I say, Ya Allah, I want to keep my haq, somebody's, uh, my, uh, to give everybody their haq, I want to I wanna make sure I give people their rights. If I owe people bills for electricity or anything, I want to be able to pay it. And when you make that intention, that's what I just did. I made intention, made the dua, ask Allah for help with this situation, and then I made the donation. The amount I get back is ridiculous. I'm not even joking. My husband as well. Because who who is the best to invest with but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? We invest in the bank. We invest in nonsense, right? Bitcoin. What do people say? <laughs> Bitcoin. You think Bitcoin is going to give you the return Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you? Right? Allah is the best. So subhanAllah. Don't be um, stingy in your time in this time. If you see a 
thing flash by for, you know, water well in Yemen or, you know, uh, in Pakistan, food parcel or Afghanistan, like whatever country it is, doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. We're all brothers and sisters in Islam. There is no one side of the world to give to. Um, do that. Do that. And so my last reminder is of that. And you will never be sorry when you invest with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is like... There's no words to describe this one. I don't know. There's no words that can give the justice to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, forgive all of us in these time, all of our misdeeds. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set straight our affairs. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to gather in a, in a, in a gathering better than Jennifer Dows together. The way we gather for this podcast, may we remember him throughout the day and, and be gathered again together, our hearts together, that we came for the sake of Allah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Make us to have financial ease and to bring peace and 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 ease to people all over the world in every corner of the world for the Muslim and to give us uh, victory over our our troubles and Amin Alameen and sisters I want you when you hear somebody makes dua on a YouTube on a podcast anything please bonus tip say Amin this is for your own soul and they are making dua if you don't say something you won't get for yourself but I'm making for you I'm making for me. But also say Amin for yourself. It's a, the best way. And when you hear the name of Rasul the Prophet, peace be upon him, you say, peace be upon him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Please. He says, only the stingy person withholds. This is also like a charity. Where, uh, Rasul deserves this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what we say. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are phrases we need to memorize. If you're a revert, these are like number one important things to memorize, um, you know, after the, the mandatory things. So, Jazakumullahu khairan. Ladies, we're also doing the same thing. We're helping women and we're sponsoring women. If you want to, there's a link below for that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ease your suffering and burden. And may you come out of the days of the Hajjah elevated more than you were before and all of your deeds from the previous and the upcoming year forgiven. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Jazakumullahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.